0: Welcome to Disc Integration. This is Tim. We're here with my co-host, Matt. That's right, and we're back once again with the Cure's eighth album, Disintegration. I, went, I thought maybe I would screw that up, because we have been saying disc integration for <laughs> so long.
1: I, I almost did, I'm not going to lie.
0: But before we get into all that, got any anything new going on, Matt?
1: Uh, not really, just, you know, living my life.
0: Well, I got a, a Tartier's Ride, I don't know if I should say last album or most recent, because I don't know what the status of this band is. I've been listening to their first album so much, so I was like, yeah, I've got some extra credits, let's use it up. It's not too bad. It's not as good as the first album, but I've been listening to it quite a bit, so it's not terrible then.
1: Nice.
0: And that's some non-cure music news. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. Anyways, as usual, we'll start off with our match play for the week. The song, appropriately titled... I think we talked about it last time too. Uh, it's right at that time of season. Black Friday. Yeah, I think we recorded I think the week the before, week before or week Black of. Friday, yeah. yeah. Bands for the for this match play were Steely Dan, Iron Sheik, and Rebecca Black for this episode. Yeah. The band Iron Sheik played a show in my basement. So what? I may tilt that way. Yeah. Even though I am no longer allowed to after last episode. I was gonna say. I have to choose one of the other two members. What'd you start with?
1: I mean, we can start at the beginning and then rate it later, but I will say, I think when we were coming up with this list.
0: Oh, yeah, let's not, oh, we did mention it though, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were drunk and we thought, Rebecca Black Friday, ha ha ha, look how smart we are. We're so clever. Her song is just titled Friday. (laughs) It is. But I think that was the thinking behind it at the time. Probably. Look how clever we are. (laughs) <laughs> there may have been alcohol involved. So, are you starting with Rebecca Black then? Sure, we can start
1: with Rebecca Black. I mean, it's Rebecca Black.
0: It's pop music, and I it's, fucking hate yeah, pop music.
1: No, I listened to it again this morning just to listen to the three again
0: the day of. <laughs> I should not have it... The lyrics are they're awful, <sighs> but like she's a teenager, so she's yeah. speaking from experience. Yeah, I love the. Uh, I can't remember how it goes because it's been a while since I listened to it. But she says. Fun, 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 like four times, yeah, and it's like, yeah. why'd you, why'd you, Why you do it four? What are you doing? It's The rule of three, guys. And the uh, tough decisions all teenagers face: where to sit in the car—front yep. seat or back seat. <laughs> yeah. those both are places are a party, though. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yep. It, it makes no difference where you sit. Good time on Friday, Friday, aka Black Friday. Friday, <laughs> <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Rebecca Black Friday. Yeah. Now yeah. I think it's clever again. <laughs> <laughs> So who'd you have after that?
1: Uh, after that, I I actually threw Steely Dan in after that.
0: So you did Steely Dan second. Yep. Oh, man, it's so seventies rock. It it is in p- ways I don't like seventies rock too. Like they cleaned up the vocals too much back then. Yeah. They just it, they're overly produced. I I mean, it might be easier on the ears, but it doesn't feel as natural to me. I guess I don't know. Yeah. No, uh-huh. I can see that. I really hated the harmonization when they go Black Friday comes, and I don't remember how this one went either. But God, that part was uh, the guitarist does shred like big time in the song once, and like skill wise, like oh man, that's impressive. But I don't like guitar solos, so that didn't work for me either. No,
1: it it didn't pull the song together enough for me to, I mean, think anything different. Like it's still seventies rock. (laughs) Yeah,
0: the bass lines reminded me of the Doors. Also, was. My other note. Oh, fair. About that one.
1: Yeah. All right, so I guess last one. Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. Uh, I will say I did think that it was a little short. Like,
0: it was shorter than I thought it was. I was going to end. It ended sooner than you expected. Oh, yeah, but they're, you know, they're a punk rock band, man. Right. So so they keep it to that three-minute limit. So, I mean, this one was my actual favorite. out of the three but I do love this band and the album I wish I could remember the album title but I have I think there are only two albums they're both good from beginning to end so honestly Rebecca Black I really enjoyed the lyrics (laughs) just because of (laughs) that I actually give this
1: one to Iron Sheik I've listened to it a couple of times so originally it was it was going to Steely Dan because I can't give it to Rebecca Black (laughs) I just can't But, know. after this morning, I was like, you know, the only thing I was holding against Iron Sheik is that that three-minute cutoff. Uh, yeah, but it's a, uh, to but me, it's, it's like the right length. But it's, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: it's, but it's good. I mean. Yeah, no, it's, uh, God, I don't know how to really describe it. But very chorus like sing-along-y. Yeah. Iron Sheik is a very singable punk band.
1: Which is, I mean, for me, that's. Great, because I'm all about lyrics
0: and vocals. I'm not as like instrumental yeah, I, as you. I can't think of any of the vocals that have ever been like, "Well, that's such a clever line." But I'm sure there are. Like yeah. the whole, it's very heartfelt punk rock too. I don't,
1: hmm?
0: I don't want to make it sound like pop punk, but you know, no, it's still very punk. But <sighs> but they aren't just screaming. At yeah, them. they're not.
1: It's not screamo punk. They're,
0: they're not what people think of, I guess, when you say punk. But what do people think of when you say punk anymore? Honestly, I guess yelling and rage. Yeah, I guess. I See, it. to me, that's hardcore. Yeah. We were in agreement. Iron Sheik wins. Iron Sheik wins. I mean, there you go. It, it was the better song overall. I it, was just it, forced yeah. to pick a different one. And it's not even biased on this one. Those two other songs just weren't very good. Yeah. Well, Friday from Rebecca Black's pretty good. <laughs>
1: I don't know if Tim and I can continue recording together.
0: <laughs> Alright, on to Disintegration. Disintegration on Disintegration. Ba-boom. Released in 19, 1989, it is The Cure's eighth album. After the success, I don't understand it, of Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Smith felt that the band was being misunderstood again and began to also worry that time was running out for him to write a classic album. He would soon be turning 30, and he didn't believe that a classic album could be written after the age of 30. He began taking hallucinogens, specifically LSD, again. The band originally recorded 32 tracks for the album and eventually narrowed it down to 12. Law Tolhurst was eventually fired during the recording sessions as his alcohol alcohol abuse began to anger the rest of the band. Roger O'Donnell, who had been a touring musician with the band, became a full member, taking over for keyboardist Tolhurst. Smith chose to return to the more depressing goth sound they were initially known for, as that is how he felt about his upcoming 30th birthday. (laughs) Sad about his birthday. Uh, Getting older sucks. I mean, it's not wrong, it's true. Disintegration would become The Cure's most commercially successful album, as it was a top three Billboard hit in the UK and top 12 in the United States. There were several hits on the album, the strongest being Love Song, which would move to number three on the Billboard charts. It sold over three million copies worldwide. It would go on to become be considered one of Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time. At the time of release, it re- received a 3.5 out of 5 stars from Rolling Stone. From Rolling Stone, Q gave it 3 out of 5 stars, and reviewer Barbara Allen said the album was mind-blowing and stunningly complete. Before we get into the album itself, I do think this was the first Cure, Cure album I ever heard. I think this is the one that my skate kid cousin owned. Oh. But didn't actually like, so passed it off to me, so I had it right. from him.
1: We've discussed this in the past. The first Cure album I ever heard was the very first Cure album we listened to for this.
0: He actually introduced me to The Cure, Jane's Addiction, because I thought about it for a while the other day. Mm -hmm. And Red Hot Chili Peppers' Mother Milk album. Okay. Which, I looked up release dates. I'm thinking on Jane's Addiction, it was uh, nothing shocking. That was as good as it got. He started listening to trash music shortly (laughs) after. Uh but still was the one that allowed me to first hear the cure, I guess. There you so go. Alright, first song out of the gate, plain song.
1: Wind chimes or
0: dilophone
1: or something uh-huh. in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh it, it was a good opener to the
0: album. Yeah, that's kinda of why I put it in. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, I got yeah. the tinkly bells, the huge organs. Yeah. Huge organs. Oh yeah. Huge organs. <laughs> God damn <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. All right. Um. (laughs) Uh, playing song did seem to meld the poppier sound that The Cure have leaned toward on the last couple albums. But it does still feel gloomier than the last two albums. Because there were some pretty poppy songs on the last two. There were. And they were better executed on the head on the door. That's, yeah. (laughs) But there were some. But, yeah, as usual, man, you start up a Cure album and you're like, all right, this is going to be pretty good. Yep. Now let's see what happens next. (laughs) Second song. This is the greatest hit song for sure for The Cure. Pictures of You. I feel like I've heard this song my whole life. I probably have.
1: I think I've heard this song maybe once or twice, outside of, like, listening to it the two or three times in the past week.
0: It seems like one of those ones, maybe, I don't know if it has been, but it would be in different, like, random movie soundtracks you'd hear part of it. Could be. I doubt they would use it for commercials, but then again, we'd have to look that shit up. That's too hard really great depressing teenage love songs. Yeah. I I mean I have no complaints about pictures. You I love pictures. Of you i said I've been listening to them my whole life. If I hated it. I would have quit listening to them <laughs> yeah, all ago. Gonna say, Yeah. I I the one note I did have is it it felt long
1: and short at the same time, like
0: hmm. Really? You think
1: parts so? of it felt like it were well, parts of it felt like it it took too long to get over and then it just ended suddenly in but that could just be my listening yeah it's your
0: li- yeah i don't but also like i said i just i know this song backwards yeah. and forward in my head so so maybe the first time i heard it i felt the same way you do
1: yeah i mean i'm not saying
0: it's a bad thing it never
1: bothered me that it was long otherwise i would have mentioned hey this is way too long for no reason
0: well it should bother you because it's one of their greatest fucking songs so you should just <laughs> like it <laughs> third was closed down what do you think closed down or close down Closed down. It's got to be closed. Uh, Yeah, it does have to be. Uh, I like the drum and bass intro. I just have to. It started with
1: a deeper intro than the first two songs. It was just a. It was a bass. Yeah, it was a bit. (laughs) Right. Like the first song was wind chimes and a true. and the second time was like guitar and drum intro. If I remember right, like.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know what you mean. They seem to do the slow builds in songs well, like the way they slowly introduce different instruments. Yeah. Because you got, like, it started with that bass and drum, but you probably got 15, 20 seconds with them before they introduced one instrument, and then maybe another 20, 30 seconds with that one. Yep. Until they had the full sound going. Three songs in, I'm not worried about this album. No. Because I was apprehensive after Kiss Me, Kiss Me, oh, Kiss yeah. Me. It's like, man, uh, what's this next album going to be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one, I thought, of, uh, ended up roughly. Yes. Since you've been talking about that shit so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> so, solid effort all around. Yeah, good song. This is another uh, classic and probably on every like greatest hits version of this. Love song.
1: I've heard this song a lot. Uh,
0: yeah, I would assume, man. It, no, this song forwards and backwards, too. But I like the, uh, I like it. It's another, like, depressing Teenage Love song, but it's great. I like the ris- the raspy delivery of the, uh, Whenever
1: you know, I'm Alone. We're yeah, alone. like, he has his own yeah.
0: style as far as his singing. Like, I could see where that would, it might annoy others the way he sings. I don't
1: know. I his, could see it. His vocal work is amazing, though.
0: Yeah, but I think it's... Sometimes it's, I don't know, just the way it uses it, it's off a little bit. That like I bet that pushes some people away. I bet. But I'm on it. Yeah, I love it. Thanks. No, I, love, I love his vocal work. Did you have anything else to say no, about that song?
1: No, I think that's everything. I, yeah, the love song I had short notes on because I've heard it a bunch and I'm,
0: I actually really enjoy that song. Yeah. No, so what we we're four songs in. Yeah. Not so shabby. Solid album. We're at Last Dance. Very gothy. I like the return to the gothy sounds. This is what probably. they're going for on this one. This is solidly the first song that I would say was like a pure goth sound for this album. Yeah, and I, it goes back to, uh, I put it down like, you know, it reminds me of something that could have been on 17 Seconds. Yep. Like, I mean, they've improved between then and now. Yeah,
1: this is a return to form, though. This is... But it,
0: they could have wrote, written this back then. It's still a good sound. 17 Seconds was a good album. Yep. It wasn't until the next one that I was like, oh, crap. What was after 17 Seconds? I don't remember. Was it Faith? I think faith. Faith, it would have been pornography, but I liked pornography, so yeah.
1: It wasn't "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss
0: Me." Know we know that, that. lullaby. Upbeat
1: keyboard intro. Is that a keyboard in the? I, I was.
0: It might be. I didn't really put that down. Uh, it was at this point that I was listening to it that I became like, "Oh yes, this is where I heard it." Mm. Like this is the album my cousin had it was because of lullaby. Because I don't know, I don't know this song like I do the other. Other two hits that have been on here. I don't know if this one was a hit or not. But it does the uh, build throughout again. Yep. Building up those building up those sounds. Yeah, I mean, and, it is sometimes just like, it feels like, like just a soundscape. Yep. But and, somewhere and in there, is still... vocals
1: kind of add in as part of the instrumental.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like... I mean, like this song when he's singing about Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> I mean, did he put much thought into that? I don't know. Seems like the minute you wrote down Spider-Man, like, what am I doing? writing a song about Spider-Man. Let's change this up. I mean, LSD was involved, so... Do you think when, uh... If this was released today, with how heavily copyrights are protected... You think he gets shut down because he's talking about a Spider Man that's a cannibal? Probably. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, like I, I mean, think Disney yeah. would be on. Yeah, I, say, I think. I think mostly because Disney owns Marvel, and they would at least try. I think like yeah. a cease and desist, like just to scare them, and the... yeah, really fucking cure. Fuck yeah. you, Disney. <laughs> like, but I, I still were Spider Man like... for some reason. I still could see that. Like the tone of this makes it sound like our very important intellectual property, Spider Man, is a cannibal. Yes. You can't have that, right? fucking (laughs) disney just exasperated god damn fascination street i love the sound of the bass on this one it's yeah feels nice and full it's got a little grit to it it's not you know what i call clean bass which they use effects all the time but just you know yeah a little more grungy
1: yeah no i didn't say that for this (laughs) one
0: i mean i made it sound way worse than that but it, it does it has a little more edge to it really yeah Holds the whole song together. The drums. They sound more like the early eighties stuff too, as yeah. far as the sound. Which sometimes the way early eighties drums, I just like man, I think I like would like this song, but on this one it, it has no effect. No. Smith pleading in those vocals. Yep. <laughs> what was he talking about?
1: I don't recall all the lyrics. You're the lyric guy. I don't memorize the lyrics, I just know the vocal delivery.
0: Well, Delta. I do have, I do have though that there were interesting lyrics, so I must have paid real close attention right. last night. Guitars wander without being too psychedelic. Yep. Like it, sometimes, man, psychedelic is the worst. Right up there is with seventies classic rock. I think this might have been the best album, best song on the album so far, as far as the ones I don't know already.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I would say that it's got that eerie tone, like without being like your. I I don't know how to put it, like, your classic Halloween-y song.
0: Right. But it's still got that eerie, like, sound. Yeah. No, it has that gothy feel. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I might put it above the other two after a few more listens. Because it might be like, I might notice, like, "Ah, actually, this is better. The other two, a lot of nostalgia involved. Yeah. Up next is Prayers for Rain. Uh, Another one, I feel like, goes back to that early goth sound. Yes. Sort of the uh, organs and synthesizers. Just the way they sound. The guitars, the way they sound. It's real dreary. Yep. Kind of tortured lyrical delivery.
1: <laughs> yep, it is yep. too.
0: Yep, Yeah, no. I felt he was very accusatory in the song. Yes. I didn't really know what all the lyrics were. I knew he was <laughs> singing it to a person. Oh, He's yeah. angry at you, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. He is upset with you. Whoever you are, he is not happy. You said his pizza would be there in 30 minutes. It took 45. Or 32. We're not sure. He's hoping it'll rain. So the pizza man, uh, drives into a flood and dies. There you go. That's Fuck. exactly what it is. I can read this guy. <laughs> Same deep water as you. It starts with the rain that he was praying for earlier. Honestly, this one. <laughs> you <Yeah>, know, shit. <laughs> That's literally one of the things. Like, he's going in to get rid of the body now that I he's drowned. Yeah, yeah. Crafty. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I wrote down. Wait a minute. Is this the cure of the doors? Never mind. Guitar just kicked in. It's the cure. <laughs> They do Got that me. rain, yeah. the rain or waterfall or yeah, whatever it's right at the beginning. But they do. They build on top of the rain, and they it ends with the rain, too. Yep. It was a little bit too long for me. Yes.
1: I actually wrote, why
0: so long? It kind of felt, honestly, like an album closer. Yep. It had that kind of feel to it. But we're not done yet. Now we are at it. Disintegration. Title track... You must be on the last song, right? I thought the same thing. <laughs> Not this time. Nope. Um, I think the vocals carry this one a little more than it, the other yeah. stuff. Drum and bass are pretty basic. Uh, there are some ba- uh, like backing vocals. There I are. couldn't tell if it was like a separate singer or if it was just him layering vocals on.
1: I So I frequently get confused about the two, and I think this one was layering vocals.
0: Did you notice where there's a couple parts where there are just people talking yes. in the background of music? I wasn't sure. I was yep. wearing headphones, so when you wear headphones, you hear just... Everything, you know? Right. And I, I was just listening through my laptop speakers, but... That's why I thought, like, on a laptop speaker, you might not hear something subtle like that. Yeah.
1: No, I think at one point, I even, like, was curious, because I normally can't hear my neighbors. Right. And I was like, are they talking really loud in the hallway? <laughs> right.
0: No, I got you. Because, nope. yeah, like I said... it it's weird, because it didn't really detract from the song, because usually shit like that will bother me. Just yeah. people talking in the background. It didn't really take away from it.
1: No, I just assumed it was part of the song, like... It was supposed to be there as, I don't know, kind of a
0: weird gloominess in the <laughs> yeah. in the background. And this one, I think this is my second favorite. Yeah, this is a really good song. Yes, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we got, have we had one that's like just terrible, you don't want to hear it? So, I mean, tolerable or too like. Yeah. pretty good so far, this deep in an album. Yeah, I think like we've got, what we're 10 in There isn't one yet that I was like, oh man, let me skip this motherfucker. Yeah. Up next, Homesick. Like the uh, piano start to the song. Yep. Uh, it does feel a little different from things they usually do as far as their sound. I mean, it was definitely, like,
1: I think the biggest difference in that is it was definitely a piano, not the keyboard. Uh, yeah, I think they've only used, piano. like,
0: a straight piano maybe one other time. Yep. They don't use it often. Nope. They threw in some cello, the vocals, because this was, like, when I was just listening to the beginning parts of the song. Yep. Can't wait to hear what Smith does vocally lives up to expectations. Yeah. Because they were, like, building a great song. And sometimes it does feel like some of these Cure songs... Okay, you carry this one, Robert. Yeah. All right, you guys are on this one. I mean, it's always been that way. There's some songs where he sings, what, maybe five lines and the song's over. Yeah. So it does seem like they split them up between, all right, you're going to have to do more on the vocal work, and we'll do more on the next song yeah. instrumentally.
1: But, I mean, this one was... I, I don't know. It's, it His
0: vocals were really good. Like... I was depressing. It's <laughs> also like, yeah. this is depressing.
1: It It is, but it's not
0: out of the ordinary, I guess. No, it's really not. Not for them. No. But it is. It's pretty fucking sad. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I could, again, with the headphones, maybe I could tell more, but they were bouncing some of the sounds around left and right. A little bit. Like moving them between the channels. Yeah. It's a good one. I, so, so far, we both agree there's not a bad one. Nope. We're on the last one. Oh God, what could happen now? Don't blow it all at the end. (laughs) Untitled. Which I feel is still a title. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Uh, Actually, R.E.M., they have a song that they just labeled it blank instead of naming it Untitled. But everybody calls it Untitled because we can call it Blank Space. I mean, there is now a song (laughs) called Blank Space. Well, yeah, but that's the same as calling it Untitled. Hey, do you like the song from R.E.M.? Yeah. I guess you could do that. That makes sense, too. Starting back at the top, because I got interrupted by work. Damn work. <laughs> I hope we don't contradict ourselves when we talk about this song now. God, I hope not. <laughs> back to Untitled. Uh, it started with the lone organ, and I didn't think... Is I. That... I thought they were maybe just going to play it out, like, okay, it's Untitled, they're just going to play out the album, like, this is going to be a 30-second track. It transitioned real quick, actually. Yeah. They did not add layers slowly. they just like, well, here's all the instruments. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what the intro
1: instrument was,
0: like the very first one, but right. they definitely yeah, they like, started with just a, a single organ, so I, I actually did, for a second, think, well, he's playing for a while, maybe they are going to slowly add shit. Nope, just jumped right in. Yep. They kind of, here we'll throw all the stuff in this time. It was an abrupt beginning. It was,
1: as opposed to the abrupt ending. <laughs> but okay. it definitely felt like it was a, I mean, yes, the abrupt beginning, but it was definitely a build to the end of an album.
0: Right. <laughs> all right that's another one i every every song yeah not too shabby no good album not too shabby or better for every song yeah good album all around i think it's well worth your money yeah uh i was worried after kiss me kiss me kiss me that we, were we might not uh, yeah that it was just gonna go downhill but i think we think that and it's usually like one album and the next one they turn it around yep like every time we're like oh shit are we going on a run to two or three Nah, man you're we go through one album, and the next one's like, ah, man, nah, they got it back. It's fine. Oh, well,
1: and I think the thing that bit us with "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me" is that it was the double, and so it was <laughs> yeah, one. It made a long, rough album.
0: Honestly, I assumed "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me" would be good because uh, just like "Heavens" on there, I was like, man, whatever album that came from, that has to be a great album. So when I saw the track listing and noticed it before listening, like, all right, I'm in for something here. No, I just don't do it. I thought they had mastered goth on pornography. And I was wrong. Yeah, no, they They actually made goth even better. I thought on pornography. Well, man, that's pretty. That's got to be a pinnacle. I think we talked about that.
1: I think we did too. Yeah, but this is definitely like this is better than pornography, which
0: pornography is pretty great.
1: Which is a weird statement. (laughs) (laughs) Which I mean, uh, that's a
0: lot coming from. uh, Hmm. Still has some pop songs on it. Pictures it, of You, Love Song, Lullaby, those yeah. are all pop songs. But they're still, like, they're not pop pop. They're pop. They are, but not, because, yeah, they do, they do like it 80s style pop a little bit hard, more yep. hard. Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're blended, but they're still pop songs. Yep. Uh, I, I probably won't listen to a lot of these individually, but I think so far, this is the only one I would probably listen to as a full album. Without going, well, I'm going to take this out, this out, this out. Yeah. I think I would just leave it alone. The way it is.
1: Uh, I did know... This is actually the first album that we've listened to that I actually put this down. Why didn't I know about The Cure
0: before? <laughs> like... Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I knew about him my whole yeah. life. I just didn't bother listening to him. But, like... I love... Like, his vocal work is amazing. And like... Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I probably have a rotation of, like, ten songs that I've listened to my whole life and just never expanded on it further. It's just like, well, this is probably all I need. All around, so far, Head on the Door has been my favorite for the bouncy pop sound. Yeah. This one is now my favorite for the goth sound. Yep. Four out of five stars. Really like Disintegration. Yeah, no, I'll give it the solid four out of five. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, sorry. But by all means, listen to it. You can probably get it at your local library for nothing. Probably. It's not how I got it, but you could. Right. <laughs> all right, what's our match play for next week, Matt? I have no idea. Man, you never come prepared. Give I actually one, had a thought. Get one thing you're in charge of. Angel. Oh, belly. Shaggy. And? Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder who's <laughs> going to win one. And I think, based on our history... You got it in the bag, Belly. Why, I, why are we even doing this I, one? I was going to say... Do we actually believe anybody but Belly will win? No. Belly, we just declared you winner. Let's move on to the next next week's episode. Yeah. match play. I was going like, say, reading those again, I'm like,
1: Shaggy has a solid second on that one, but I still can't give it to anybody but, but Belly.
0: Long odds that Sarah McLachlan wins. No offense, just not a singer-songwriter person.
1: We are running low. How can we be running low? We made like 15 that night. There's only 14 albums. That's right. We're running low <laughs> of good ones that aren't like the Battle Royale.
0: Well, too bad. Money. What do we got? Cardi B. Cardi B I'll finally know what Cardi B sounds like and she's not just a face on my news page choking victim oh hell yeah embrace oh damn she's getting ugly now KMFDM KMFDM well I haven't listened to them in years that should be fun and Barrett Strong Barrett Strong well don't know that person I don't either (laughs) B-A-R-R-E-T-T yep alright we got our match play Rage in the Cage Rage in the cage. <laughs> Over money, of course. Exactly. See, it makes... it. Shoot, what is that called? Oh, but, money in the bank match. Money in the bank <laughs> Right, we figured it out. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> Took us a while to get there. Well, we are there now. Got anything else today, Matt? Don't think so. Let's go disc. Follow us on Twitter at Frisky Disks. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.